This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hey fam, welcome to episode 96. We are closing in on the big one hundo and I can't wait. So today we're talking about how to make indoor training just suck less. <laughs> that was the best way I could I could title this episode because I know all too often we just think of indoor training as being boring and just something that's cumbersome and something that we're just never looking forward to because we would rather bike outside. I completely agree with you. If you are that type of person who would rather bike outside, hey, I would as well. I want the fresh air. I love the sun on my skin. It makes me happy and it keeps me just feeling vibrant, right? But it is that time of the year right now for many of us in the Northern Hemisphere. Hey, it's getting colder out. We can't deny that. It's just the change of the seasons. And that does mean that we'll be, you know, you might be taking some of your indoor training indoors and that will include indoor bike training. That's just going to be a little bit of a necessary evil, if especially if you want to keep your cardio as high as you would like for when spring rolls around and you want to really hit the ground rolling, not running, but rolling as in on a bike. So if you do have a bike trainer, great. I want to help you with this. I really do. And there's going to be, going to be about, what do I have here? Like nine tips on my little notes here, nine tips on how to make indoor bike training suck less. (laughs) Let's get started. All right. Tip number one, environment, your environment is important. It's crucial. That is one thing that I've changed about my setup here in the office, which is where I'm actually recording this episode from. This is, you know, headquarters of shift human performance is my home office. And I have decided to put my my indoor bike trainer here in my office. It's already a really small office, but I didn't care. It's really important to me. So I have my sit-to-stand desk, which isn't very large. doesn't take up a whole lot of room in terms of a footprint. And I, I just opted, hey, I want to I bike more. How do I make it easier for myself? I set up my environment for success. And while your environment is important, you know, consider where you're putting your bike, where you're putting your bike trainer and where that is in relation to how you spend your day, how you start your day, especially in relation to what time of day you want to be doing some sort of bike training or training workout. So think about that, set your environment up for success. Now, in addition to environment being incredibly important, so is your mindset. So remind yourself that you get to train indoors. You don't have to. Being able to train indoors is a privilege. Being able to move your body as you wish is a privilege. So please don't take that that for granted. Please know, step number one, environment is important, but so is your mindset. Do think about those two things. Set yourself up for success, both environmentally and with that space in between your ears. All right. Once you laid the foundation with tip number one here, then great. Let's get into number two. Fuel your fast. That is something I say all too often to my athletes because it's incredibly important. I think sometimes we want to always focus on losing weight, losing fat, body fat, getting as lean as possible because lean is strong and lean has a better power output on the pedals. We're driving ourselves mad by not fueling ourselves effectively as an athlete. 
if you're pushing your body in any type of capacity, especially when it comes to intensity or higher intensity races or intervals or things like that, then you are going to need to fuel yourself. If you want to become stronger and more powerful, you need to fuel yourself. Point blank. And I see it all too often with athletes coming to me overtraining, underfueled. That is a recipe for disaster. So fuel your fast. I'm not saying go out, slam a pizza and 10 hot dogs. No, I'm saying remind yourself that just because you're not outside, you're not training and riding outside, that doesn't mean that you're not burning as many calories indoors. So please don't underestimate how much fuel you need to support your training indoors. Really, really recommend you know, eating a snack about an hour or so before your training session that consists mostly of carbohydrates and a little bit of protein because that combination will help balance that blood sugar and also fuel that workout, make you feel good, make you happy, make you feel powerful and ready. So I'd say like maybe like 10 grams of protein or so plus about 25 grams of carbs on up to even up to hundred grams of carbs for some of my athletes. Depends on, of course, your body leanness, and it also depends on the intensity of your workout and how used to eating 100 grams of carbs you are. You know, for me, I usually aim for a minimum of 10 to 20 grams of protein, as well as um, usually, I don't know, lately I've been playing around with it, but usually it's like 30 to 60 grams of carbs before my workout. And that's at least an hour before my workout for me personally. But then again, the other day I got up. And I started my bike training workout around 6.45 in the morning, which is a little bit later than I'd like to start for in the morning. And I did it fasted. However, the night before, I did also have a nice balanced meal that had ample carbohydrates. And that way, when I woke up in the morning, I actually wasn't very hungry, so I was ready to go. And uh, it works for me. doesn't mean that it's going to work for you, however. (laughs) It's just anecdotal evidence for me and what works for me. But it is something to give you an idea on what could potentially work for you. So think about it. Uh, So yeah, fuel your fast. Please don't underestimate how many calories and energy you're expending just by training indoors. All right, number three, have some water bottles, including maybe electrolytes if you need it, especially if you're a salty sweater, and maybe some snacks, depending on how long your training session is. Have all all of that stuff ready. All right, so water bottles, electrolytes, and snacks. The water does help keep your core temperature lower and at a more sustained level. It's going to make you feel a little bit less like like you're expending yourself a little bit less, right? It also helps keep your breath well hydrated in the dry indoor air. And it can help keep your spirits high. So that second point that I talked about, about your breath. So when you exhale, especially if you are mouth breathing and it's an intense effort, you're expelling some of the hydration that you are taking in, some of the water that you're taking in. That is being used to basically humidify your breath by your body. This can cause just, you know, throat pain, throat throat aches, just feeling like you're breathing even heavier, things like that. So it's just something to consider. I really recommend at least having some water bottles handy. And if you have an hour of training, then great. You should be getting through at least one of those water bottles in that hour. That's about, you know, at least 20 ounce bottle of water. So please think about that. Think about you know, not neglecting that, even though you're indoors and maybe you're not in the heat, doesn't matter. You still expend a lot of, uh, a lot of the hydration that you take in through your breath. So keep that in mind. All right. All right. Tip number four, have a fan. So to that same point that I brought up in the last point here with hydration and water bottles and things like that, 
you need some sort of airflow since you're not outdoors. When you're outdoors, you get a natural airflow just from the the nature of riding your bike outside, okay? But also the the fan will help keep your core temperature cooler. That will help make you feel like you can really power through some sessions and and really push yourself. And it will also help kind of eliminate or help evaporate some of the sweat that's coming off of you, okay? So really just try to keep that core temperature down if you can. Tip number five, have a towel over your handlebars. Now this is to not only absorb your sweaty palms, <laughs> but it's also to help, you know, give you an option to wipe your face and maybe your upper body, your arms, if you start to get the sweat dripping off your elbows like I do, since you're not outside. Because again, the sweat, you don't realize how much you're sweating because you're you're outdoors. And when you're outdoors, that's when you're honestly, you know, the sweat is evaporating a little bit more easily. Now, another thing that the towel can do is that it can also help prevent corrosion on the hoods of your handlebars. And the reason I say that is because the hoods of your handlebars are are very important. <laughs> they hold a, a lot of like cables and things like that under that. Um, so it, it does pertain to if you're on a road or gravel bike that has some sort of like curly bars. Okay. So if you're on your mountain bike or any type of flat bar, handle flat handlebar bike indoors, then that won't be as much of an issue. But the bonus is that the towel can also add a little bit of comfort, a little bit of cushion. And it just feels kind of good because you're not wearing gloves. I mean, I'm, I'm the person that does wear gloves when I'm, when I ride, whether it's mountain biking, gravel road, doesn't matter. I like that. Uh, I feel like I have a little bit more control of my handlebars when I do wear them. And it also keeps my hands uh, injury free. Let's put it that way. So when I'm riding indoors, being on a towel is just a little bit more comfortable for me. You know, I'm not wearing gloves indoors, but having that towel is comfortable for me. Uh, I just use personally a hand towel. I right now have a microfiber hand towel. In fact, I don't even know what kind of brand this is. I got it when I did a, uh, a road cycling tour in Mallorca, in Spain, España. Um, oh goodness, it might actually be a Spanish, um, might be a Spanish brand. <laughs> I can't make it out, unfortunately, because the lettering is is a little bit weird on this this handle here. But it is really nice. It's a microfiber towel. Feels really good on my hands, and it's nice. You can easily uh, wash it with your your sports clothes and things like that. So I really recommend that. Uh, I also sometimes use spinning towels, old spinning towels, like spinning the brand, because I used to be a spinning instructor back in the day. Um, And those are really comfortable as well. And those are just regular old cotton hand towels. So do what you're comfortable with, but that's what works for me. So maybe that gives you an idea. All right, tip number six, I really recommend. So I talked about protecting your handlebars in tip number five. Now let's talk about protecting your floor. Definitely recommend having some sort of mat under your bike trainer. It could be uh, even a yoga mat. doesn't really matter. Uh, For me, I just have the typical Wahoo mat. I think it was like 50 bucks or something like that. It's pretty indestructible. It's like a thick rubber mat, but it protects your floor. Now it also makes it a hell of a lot easier to clean up the nasty sweat (laughs) that you might be having from an indoor training ride because you will sweat a fair amount. So be warned. Okay. So you want to make it easy to clean up that sweat as much as possible. I will say yoga mat might be just a little bit smaller than this regular Wahoo mat. The Wahoo mat is going to be a little bit wider if I'm not mistaken. So just something, something to think about, but do have some sort of mat underneath your bike because it can just make that cleanup a lot easier. Okay. All right. Let's see. What am I on? 
I'm on tip number seven. Uh, This is actually my favorite purchase that I've made in the last few months, and I am so glad I made it. And bonus for you is that this purchase has actually gone down in price. All right, it's to have a table or something in front of you to support your laptop, tablets, things like that, whatever you need for your indoor training session, okay? Now, I, you don't need a table. I used to use a Rubbermaid like two stacked Rubbermaid containers, right? Those are like huge gallons, 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 big uh, Rubbermaid containers because that's all I had, you know, and I didn't want to spend the four or $500, however much it was. I don't even remember how much, maybe actually, maybe not that much, maybe three or $400. I didn't want to buy the Wahoo or Zwift table or anything like that. Um, Cause like I've already, I already bought the Wahoo kicker, which, you know, this is the small price of a child. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's like the same cost as a kidney. I have no idea. It's, it's expensive. It's over a thousand dollars for the Wahoo kicker. You know, it's basically the same price as buying like a bike, a low entry level bike, but still I just couldn't do it. Um, but I found this table online on Amazon, rad cycle products on Amazon. It's R E D cycle products on Amazon. I will link that in the show notes because it did actually just go down to, I think a hundred dollars now used to be about 120, $150 still half price of what the other brands are offering. And this thing is great. I know DC Rainmaker, shout out to them or shout out to him rather. He rated this table. He loved it. It was, it is, it's easy to put together. It's easy to use hands half the cost. Like you can't beat it. But the reason I say to have a table or something in front of you is because I will say the table is a lot more convenient and is actually at the right size and, and height for me when it comes to comparing it to the Rubbermaid containers that I used. Because the Rubbermaid containers, unfortunately, I just couldn't put those over my handlebars. And that's what I love about this table is that it, you can actually wheel it closer to the bike and the table actually goes over the handlebars. So it's easier to touch the screen if you want to speed through a section of your training, for example, or, you know, whatever. And I keep in mind, I do also use Zwift as my program right now. Um makes it kind of like a game. It gamifies basically your indoor training as you go through this, you know, imaginary place, uh, imaginary land. This sounds really drippy, but if you've used Zwift, you know what I'm talking about. With Zwift comes Zwift Companion on your cell phone. And that is cool because it mimics what is going on on my tablet. So I have my workout on my tablet and then I have my workout on my phone, which mimics what's on the tablet. But what's really cool is I can on my phone, because it's going to be closer to me on my handlebars, I can go ahead and speed through sections. Like if I'm, if I'm, amp- if I'm warmed up plenty, then great. I don't need a 15 minute warm up. And if I'm, you know, struggling for time in the morning before work or something like that, great. Let me just speed through it. So that's one of the reasons why having a table in front of you can just be a little bit more convenient. It's easier to grab things. It's easier to see things. Uh, especially as we're aging and maybe our eyesight is not as good, (laughs) not saying from personal experience, but it just adds a level of comfort. And that C word comfort is so incredibly important when it comes to training indoors, because when you have some level of discomfort, that is going to make the training less appealing, and then you're not going to be doing it. So my goal with this episode today is to talk about ways to find greater comfort in training indoors, okay? And having a table of some sort, especially the type from Rad Cycle products on Amazon, 
really works. But again, check the link in the show notes. I'm going to link it there. And they were just on sale because I actually just got notified <laughs> that they that they went uh, went on further sale. So there you go. My loss is your gain. All right, let's round out the last two tips here. Tip number eight, entertainment. You need to be entertained. You need to have some sort of movie, a Netflix show, Hulu, whatever you watch, or maybe your favorite soundtrack on, your favorite music, whatever it is, you need to be, you need to be entertained somehow. And, you know, I often ask my clients and athletes and things like that and myself, what is your walk-on song? You know, if you watch baseball, which I don't, but we all know athletes usually have a walk-on song. What is that song that encompasses who you are or empowers you, makes you feel good? You know, it's, it's basically your eye of the tiger theme. All right. Figure out what that is. Have it on. Listen to it. Make sure it is just readily available for you to kind of reach for and utilize to, to light that fire under your butt during your training. All right. Be entertained. Sometimes I will actually watch a movie or part of a movie because here's a kicker, especially if I find an engaging movie, then I, you know, I'm not having a two hour session usually indoors. Usually I'll take that outdoors. Um, no matter, no matter the weather, as long as it's not snowy and icy. Right. But that means my indoor training is usually anywhere between 30 and like 75 minutes. Most movies are not between that length of time unless it's a short film that I'm watching, right? So 30 and 75 minutes, great. Then I'm basically left with a cliffhanger sometimes, like actually I was this past week with a movie that I was watching and it left at a cliffhanger and I'm like, well, shit, now I've got to know how it ends, you know? And so now I'm looking forward even more to my next training session because then I get to finish the movie, figure out how it ends, and it, yeah, it's just a sneaky, ridiculous way to get your training to be more appealing. All right. I know it sounds really silly, but hey, silly is what works and getting your workout done. That's the paramount thing I want you to do. All right, let's wrap it up. Man, I feel like I'm talking really fast. Uh, hopefully you're not listening to me on one and a half speed, but number nine, final one, unless I think of something between now and then number nine is to have a training plan to follow. Know what you're going to do so you're not fiddling around and just doing, I don't know, some random workout from the air or someone you follow on social media because random workouts give you random results, period. Random workouts will keep things fun, sure, but it will give you random results. You're going to be less likely to see the progress that you seek if you're doing random shit. So try not to do random shit. Try to do something that actually fills what you need to do for whatever your goal is. So have some sort of training plan to follow. There are going to be uh, training plans you can follow in Zwift, Trainer Road, other things online. You can hire me as a coach. I can put some interval sessions together for you. Whatever it is for you, please just have some sort of training plan that is is that aligns with the goal that you have in mind. All right? I'm telling you, just just knowing what you need to get up and do is going to make you get it done. And I cannot emphasize the fact that random workouts give you random results. All right. One thing I did want to add, now that I think about it, under the eighth tip, entertainment, another thing, if you're like, no, Jen, I cannot watch a movie or a show. Like that's way too distracting when I'm doing like 40, 20s with intervals, you know, or, or 30, 60s or, oh my God, or 2010s or something a little bit more intense, right? Hey, I totally get it. 
what I usually recommend if you have this capability, you know, like for, for us, we have a tablet here in the house on just an Apple like tablet. And then, um, I have my laptop, of course, that I use for work and things like that. So I, and on the table, the rad cycle products table that I will link in the show notes, I get paid nothing by the way, for, for sharing that. It's just, a, it's, an, it's an awesome product and I'd really like to share it with you all. But what you can do, especially if you have like a big enough screen, if you just have one laptop, Hey, I totally get it. Um, didn't just use one laptop, but have something on there. But for me, I normally have Zwift up on one tablet so I can actually have like my workout and thing like things like that running so I can see my power output glance over. And then on my laptop, that's when I'm watching something, you know, movie or something like that. The other thing that you can watch that is actually very motivating and can mimic kind of, it can make you just feel like you're outdoors is having some sort of YouTube, you know, video on that is from the point of the view from the rider of going through like a mountain bike trail or going on a gravel road or doing a section of Tour de France. You know, there are so many videos from the point of view of the rider out there. You can use it and they're, they're all free. They're all on YouTube. Of course, there are programs that you can buy that can have you do that. I think trainer road even offers it at, with their membership, but just letting you know that is an option. Um, and that is one thing that I know some of my athletes do like and appreciate about trainer road versus Zwift is Zwift sometimes can just feel like, it can just feel a little bit more like a game. Um, and a little bit more like a video game, like not in a positive way for some folks. And again, not everyone's built the same. So that's when they really appreciate trainer road, which can allow them to actually seamlessly watch something and then still be able to see their training on the same screen. So it is something to think about. I think there are trial periods for a variety of the programs that are out there. So it could be worth you going and checking that out. All right. All right. So let me wrap this up again and just do a quick summary. All right. Tip number one, your environment is important, but so is your mindset. So get that mindset correct and make sure that you remind yourself that you get to train indoors. You don't have to. Okay. Number two, fuel your fast. Please make sure that you're fueling and don't underestimate how much fuel you need to support your indoor training. You are burning a very comparable amount of calories indoors versus outdoors. Okay. Number three, have some water bottles, electrolytes, and snacks at the ready. Number four, have a fan, keep yourself cool. Number five, have a towel over your handlebars to help absorb sweat and then just, you know, add a little bit of comfort. Number six, protect your floor with a mat under your bike trainer. Number seven, have a table in front of you just to help support your laptop and things like that. And really all the things. I have my fan remote on there, everything, right? <laughs> uh, number eight, be entertained, entertain yourself, whether it's with a movie, show, your favorite music, whatever it is. And then last but not least, have a training plan to follow. All right, that sums it up. If this episode was helpful, friend, please do share it with your friends on social media. I would be seriously forever grateful for that. Tag me in it so I can see it and share it. Uh, if you, of course, have a public profile and if you feel like you need some sort of coaching or guidance along the way, believe me, you are worth it. You do not have to be a pro athlete to do this. Then hit the link in the show notes to apply to work with me so we can set up a chemistry call to make sure that we're a good fit for your goals. That's all I have for you today, friend. I hope you have a beautiful day and you get a lot more excited about your indoor bike training for the season ahead. Bye.